What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? It was okay. It was all right. Yeah. Hi, happy birthday. Thank you. Welcome to the show. It's Jack's Thank birthday. It is. Question, do you, yeah. do you want to start with stories or presents? Oh, presents. Okay. Well, <laughs> this, I'm going to... Oh my God, I can't believe you brought gifts besides... Wait, don't this look ice for one cream second. you already brought. Okay, I'm not going to look. Okay, I'm going to have a little bit more of this delicious... It's called Lagunitas. Okay. Now, puppy refresher. It's as you so open good. this, this is combination. When you see the front, you'll understand what's happening. But it's, um, I love the sound of it. Listener. Can I? Can this I? This is from a listener. Wow. Slash. Also, but it's a gift for both of us, and then there's a gift just for me in there as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. There's a gift for both of us, and then just a gift for you. No, no, no. So the thing you're holding is just for me. You can look at it. Oh, now. it's from you. Yes, yes. I yes. thought you said this gift was from a listener, and goes, "There's a gift for both of us, and then a gift just for me." <laughs> Enjoy opening it. Oh, wait, just it's for pretty, me. It's kind of clear wait, once okay. you open. I'm gonna open the one that's just. Wait. Which do you want me to open first? Yeah. Just take take that out. Look at it. Oh, <gasps> this is an incredible book. Wow, it's a book that says. I hate everyone. Mm -hmm. And what could be more of an Aquarian statement than that? Aquarius is already known as the humanitarian misanthrope because they have a high ideal for who people could be. I saw this book a while ago and I immediately said, Jack? Mm. And I opened it up and I read it and I said, Jack. Jack. Well, I can't wait. Uh, And he goes, I know you don't really... But it's good to be reminded. Happy birthday, love read. Mm-hmm. Two one twenty twenty. And after all, as we know, twenty twenty is no no. No and, no. Um this is great. Maybe if we ever and get it back even to looks it. like you. It does it? look like me. Those are real you know, and in the summer I do get little freckles here. Maybe this is like eczema. <laughs> um <laughs> So this gift arrived. I just want you to read what these things say because it's very mysterious. So this ship to Reed Bartleby and Jack Ferber, care of Reed and Harriet Design at Abrams. S admirer. From Secret Admirer. Oh, I get it. This is not a real address. I it's looked it up. It's not 4949 Tristero Street, lot 49, no. New York, New York, 10049. I, whoever, I love their penmanship. It's the, very the penmanship's gorgeous, and the wrapping is so on brand for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a giant metallic. I feel like. Okay, so there's stuff in here. Yeah. This is exciting. Yes. <sighs> okay. What's going on? Is this a... What it's is a it? gray t-shirt that I'll take because it's gray. Oh, it's amazing. But it's McQueen. It's... Wow. It's an Alexander McQueen gray t-shirt with a skull on and it. And it's cut like a raglan sweatshirt. Oh and it has God. a little skull. And it's I tried fan- it on and it's nice. It's, what is this? That is for <gasps> you. That is your beauty case. I really need... I absolutely Jack, need that is your like clutch this. beauty case. I thought, because I thought, I, what know, a perfect gift. Because I, I, I frequently, if I have, and we'll take photos of this, listeners, and it'll be posted. When I, it's a big enough bag to not only get the things I need to put on my face, but the innumerate pills I take, which are frequently Truly. put into two separate, two to three, four or five separate that bags. That dog kit was made for you. It's the size of your ribcage. It's, it absolutely is. At first I thought it was a tank top because it looked like it would fit me, <laughs> but it is um, a dog kit, as you like to say. And, and this, then, I believe, is for me because you'll see in a second. Don't, don't worry, eat. eat. Whereas but, mine would say, look, 
Don't bon worry, smoke. Don't worry, eat happy. And this bon is from Petit. Bon Appetit. Is this from someone who works That was out? my, I thought that for literally two seconds, but then I just thought, no. Well, I wonder who this no. clutch is by. You know, it's by a British makeup company. Oh no, it's Gucci. Just kidding. It's, um, it's, I don't, uh, did but you anyways, it? Yeah. Who is by? It's by, um, Space NK. I don't know. Apothecary. Space right, well, NK. Work. Thank you. Thank Secret you. Admirer. As admirer. And, um, we love these so gifts. Sexy. And they came perfectly in time for Jack's birthday. He really did. So, so those are that's the gifts. And, I love that. And, um, the ice cream in the fridge. Oh, I that's love it. it. In the freezer. Those it's gifts were fun. I love Along that. Along with all the, uh, uh, sardine cans. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeremy's <laughs> making that incredible. He said, you know what do you want to eat for your birthday? I said that thing we made on pages when, when, we, when we had page on Raisin when spaghetti. Was on our show. That's what we're calling pasta con lasarde. Pasta con lasarde. Yes. yes. And they're indeed are about, I did make a promise to myself that if I ever it. moved to Europe, mm-hmm. I would speak whatever language I encountered in a full American accent and maintain my American accent forever. Right, unlike me who adopts whatever accent it f- I feel like it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which in a way is maintaining an American accent. Okay. So you see how we're connected that we're way, the same. just different? We're the same. Yeah. That video you posted of that, um, for that me with the- happy birthday video. Oh, wow, incredible, of that figure skater. There's been lots of skating on TV recently. Parkwa. I couldn't tell you, I don't it's know anything about skating <laughs> anymore, but- <laughs> either. There's Skate America, Skate Canada. Look at that, Karen Scribner, she knows. Can I just knows. tell you something crazy? So people do quadruple jumps now, right? You sure? And a lot of them... They better be able to. The male skaters have to do many of them. Set yourself on fire and the world will come to watch you burn, as we know from Monica of Cheer. Guess what else? Women are just flying through triple axles and quadruple toe loops like no problem. That was a... Because remember how Tanya Harding did a... That's what they're doing. You know they're what I think it is? Heavily. I well, I'm doing it. I took a, I've taken two cold showers today. I've now managed to get through about four and a half to five seconds of the cold part. Oh, you do it longer. I can't do it. Breathe. This is I do it. It literally takes my breath away. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to just and then I have to re- stop. Yeah. Before, yeah. before the feeling. Because it's really come. crazy to be alone in your bathroom in the mm. shower gasping. It's really dramatic, right? When you're alone. I'm all right with that. Do I you, really, have you heard it? Have you heard him in the shower gasping? Do no, Jeremy know? hasn't heard it. Um, well, and when I was upstate, when I was upstate, I went for a couple cold, like colder runs, like where I was like, I'm only going to wear one layer where it's just uh-huh. going to be sw- like a kind of sweatpants. jump in the waterfall. And that, can you imagine? I've thought about it. That's what Vim Hof would do. You know what, though? That's something they don't talk about in that episode. WWWD. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's what Wim... What would Wim Hof do? (laughs) Can you do it again? WWWD. I don't... WWWD. What would... You're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are we not putting the... I guess we don't, because we don't say JC. We're not like, what would J. I don't know what... What w- his w- first name is. What's Wim Hof's first name? That is his first name, isn't it? No. Wim Hof? Dr. Wim Hof. I think his first name is Wim and his last name's Hof. <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. I was only awake for five minutes when I saw that. Thing. I tried to watch the first Goop episode where they go and take mushrooms. Yes. And I was like, I can't. I know. I hated that guy that Gwyneth loved so much. That made it hard. Her assistant who she loves yeah. so much? Oh, I didn't even get to him. She's like, oh, I just love him so much. I want him to be happy. And I'm like, he's just shut down. I didn't even... Oh, he's going to read this on this dim phone. Yeah, His name is literally Vim 
Huff. I knew it. I just want to really like break it. I, I want to just take you back, Reed, to I knew it. They're really you. iconic. I knew it. I knew it was them. I knew know? it was them. I just because that's what they're like. Do you he's know what Vim I mean? Vendors, but like Vim Huff. exactly. Vim Vendors, Hi Queen. Remember her? Yes, she's that peanut doc, but. Much better than the peanut doc was incredible. Wings of Desire, I think. Yes. So much better. The Angel movie. Oh, really good. Well, yeah. um, wait, so I tried watching the Mushroom episode. I didn't even get to uh, Gwyneth's, like, friend, assistant, you know, what, like, whatever, caged, yes. uh, gay, whatever he is Truly. for her. I, um, because I just, they got to the Mushrooms and because I'm watching The Outsider. Oh, yeah. It's so scary. New episode tomorrow. I can't wait. I have it's to say, though. scary. It's going getting a little magic for me. Do you know what I mean? You didn't know in the beginning it was magic. Well, I thought there's this is a mystery. There's a mystery element, well, and a, now I'm like, oh, we're demon. just gonna just going so far like into magic. It's a demon. Yeah, well, that's what's brilliant because it's it's Stephen King, but it pretends to not be a Stephen King. Right. right. I just I, mean, that's I, I like it more as a crime drama. Oh no, I mean Stephen King doesn't. Stephen King has some of those. Set like misery mm. and Cujo. These are things where it's like, <laughs> well, and then, but you know, but then for the most part, it's like Carrie, Christine, The Shining, Pet Didn't Cemetery. Stephen it. King also writes something about Mary. Yes, yeah, it's not crazy, yes. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> this, is really, this is like the new thing for the podcast where I fill in things yes. that are completely, completely wrong. Mad and I'm like, read, can't remember. Heard it, heard it here first. Uh-huh. Um. And so I, a listener who's an old friend of mine who I used to dance with in L.A., Bobby Briscoe. Was, as you said, dance, I thought it was going to be date. I got so excited. I thought the story no, was going to no, go no, a different no, way. No, no, All right. Bobby Briscoe. Uh-huh. He's Bobby, Bobby Briscoe. Bobby Briscoe. Bobby Briscoe and the CCC. Bobby Briscoe. Bobby Briscoe. What does the CCC stand for? No one knows. Bobby's <laughs> in uh, dancing in near Dusseldorf in a company. I can't remember the Dusseldorf. name. Dusseldorf. All right. And Bobby as if likes to send me messages on Facebook asking us to... Weigh in on topics. Well, Bobby Briscoe, sure, as long as you also DM read uh, money. Oh, <laughs> Venmo. Venmo. <laughs> By the way, I got a birthday gift today. Via Venmo? From Emily Wexler. I'm just going to say it. Emily Wexler sent me some. Are you sent, kidding? She just like a. Uh, uh, Emily Wexler so, sent you cash? Uh, like a little bit. Yeah. That like, is so amazing. I I'm going to start doing that. I on thought, people's birthdays. I want to bring really... people like six rolls of toilet paper and give them $20 on Venmo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the best birthday present there's nothing worse than running out of toilet paper you do you run out of toilet paper it's I know happened, that that this, it happened this week and i brought you the roll shuffle, of toilet do you shuffle into the paper towel paper oh, toilet towels toilet towels <laughs> i brought the toilet towels into the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> it's when you take your towels and you turn them into toilet towels <laughs> yeah my you old dish towels any, become toilet towels you can make any towel yeah. when you get a turmeric stain a on your dish towel it's a toilet towel Anyways, <laughs> you heard it here first. Crafts, make yourselves a toilet towel. Toilet towel. You know, Anyways, toilet towel. Toilet towel. So this t- week we're supposed okay, to weigh Bobby in Briscoe. On, yeah, we're weighing All right, in. All right, if you send Venmo, Bobby, but I'll do it first, and then you can send me the money. Go ahead. We're weighing in on the Liam Scarlet scandal. That's what he's requesting. Mm. And I have to say, I don't have much to say. I didn't know about it until and, we were talking with Robbie, and he yeah, brought it up. Yeah, I didn't know until Bobby sent me the email. So we're talking about two different people just so you know right now, ladies and gentlemen, because our guest today is Robbie LaFosse, 
But Reed had heard about it from Bobby Briscoe. Bobby so and I Bobby, heard about it from Robbie, and then Reed heard about it from Robbie and Bobby Bob, are very concerned about Bob, Liam. Rob, Liam, I don't, I don't know her. Liam is a male choreographer <laughs> who is yes, the yes, resident choreographer yes. of the Royal Ballet in London, yes, but has made dances yes. all around the world. Yes, two I've, at New York City Ballet, yeah, one at American Ballet. Can you named the two that were at New York City. The one was for a fashion gala with with McQueen designs for Mm. Robbie and Tyler, and Uh it was like a like a gothic um, pas de deux in a too much clothing. Okay, but Robbie had a top (laughs) in a too much clothing. I love when you turn anything into a noun. Long coat, but without (laughs) a shirt, but with also with pants that might have been like knicker length, and it had lots of um, embroidery, filigree kind of embroidery, fleur de lis. I have a gag for a flirty And then Tyler was wearing a dress Who could see it in that auditorium? Exactly. No, please. Okay. I wish I could go in and do consultations with these fashion people. Really? Don't bother. At least you could always be consulting with NYCB. Oh, don't try to do that. You should absolutely be at NYCB being like, no, no, that's okay. Too loud. Too ugly. Yeah. Make it brighter. It'll get washed out. Absolutely. What color is that? Won't work under the lights. You know it. Why are you doing it? Okay. So at any rate, um... Liam, uh, he made that dance and then he made a second dance to, I want to say, like a, a Saint-Saint organ concerto, but that's wrong. I can't remember what it was. But, it, uh, you know, Liam is a skillful ballet maker. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that I care that much about. Fair enough. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take me to a place that, that does much for me. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, I, I really did enjoy his Frankenstein. I saw it as That's a Francisco ballet. Right. With um which uh Stephen McCrae did. He originally also does that, yes. In Someone, I think Stephen originated it, didn't he? No, I don't know. No, I don't know. Someone gets hung very brutally and it's terrifying. And you're like, Oh my god, I've That's, never been so freaked out. I said that ballet. <laughs> and then you talked for a little bit and you turn yeah. to someone and you're like, Wasn't that wild that I'm trying to watch? Well, it's okay, you don't have to watch <laughs> that choreography. Let's get back to that hanging. Anyhow, no, but okay. he's like in the in the <laughs> tradition of like British storytellers. Uh-huh. And he that's his thing. Uh-huh. Well, it's, oh, remember when we watched that Nick We watched Prince of the Pagodas I by Kenneth McKenna. Which is really cho- something. The choreogra- there's some choreographic turns. Why don't in you it. tell them about the mirror dance? Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so I mean, as far as I can guess from this Glee. ballet, uh that I think is has some it's problematic now in terms of this whole thing of Prince of the Pagodas and how people are going to come out dressed and and makeup that is referencing a, a very sort of uh, Asian fetishism. There's lots that, of you know cultural yeah. appropriation. Yeah, lots of it. But uh, this one queen comes out and she has two assistants. This is and it's literally my role. It's like someone <laughs> left. It's like it's like Kenny. Mac, as I used to know him, had seen Kenneth McMillan when oh, I knew him. I was I would, like, who? I would just call him Kenny Mac. <laughs> and he saw some of my work. And I think that's where he got this hand mirror moment. Anyhow, so this queen comes out. She has two assistants who stand. But um, who is this queen? He's he's one so, of the suitors. So you, there's these suitors coming for a... A, a la Sleeping beauty For a, a, a fair princess who's Darcy, I think, right? Isn't it? We Darcy think Bustle that maybe is, they're trying to marry off Darcy. It, it feels like the Aurora's, it feels like the Rose Adagio right. from Sleeping Beauty. Right. Except she she's got an want, evil twin, a, exactly. an evil sister. And she's not into the guys, but the sister's like, the I'll sisters, take And the sister's also, it gets a little King Leary, where 
the sister is sort of like Gonorrhea and Reagan, and she's like, I'll take the crown. The Gon- crown. Gonorrhea Reagan? Gonorrhea Gonorrhea Reagan? and Reagan. You don't know King Lear. It's okay. This is a Shakespeare <laughs> I, reference. I, I, and, Gonorrhea and this, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan had gonorrhea, and that's how he died. Everyone knows that. You heard it here first. <laughs> my new thing, and you heard it here first. It's my Karma. birthday. I'm in a mood. You kill all those AIDS people, you die of gonorrhea. I mean, she did. She, her karma really wasn't enough. I really hope that the last years of her life were spent in excruciating torture, and she's somewhere just like being fed jelly beans one at a time. <laughs> Well, Nancy was just like, la, 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 And it's just sort of spinning around in some hideous, ugly house dress. Stupid woman. At any rate, what are we talking about? King Lear, Prince of the Pagodas. Here we go. We really got to You should see King Lear someday. I think you would love... You are... I just wish they'd talk regular, though. <laughs> I know. It's hard in Shakespeare. I gotta I say, it's like something that is fun to do, hard to watch. Because I'm good at it, love to do it. If I go see it, I'm really like, speak the speech, I pray thee. You know, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real, it's a tricky business. I just want to call out, talk regular. <laughs> I, what was this thing you and I were, I can't remember what it was, but you and I were DMing. We'll get back to all this in a moment. We were DMing about something on Instagram. I have two stories to tell. Like, I can't remember what it was, but it was something about, it was something about Europe. Oh, it was that kind of dance that we can't stand. Uh. That real, like, weird, you know, it's like Matt Zach did it, and then everyone else. And, and then they ruined it. And they ruined it. And it's like this kind of, like, pop and lock, like, I'm going to touch my face, and it's going to turn my head to the left. It's white pop and lock. It's, I can't, it has to end. It's this kind. It's unbelievable. It's this kind of dance that just seemingly won't end. It had, like, this really intense thing that I felt, I felt like it spread across, back across America with, so you think you can dance. Like, I sure. feel like it really brought that in. Yeah. I think we're DMing about that. And I think I wrote, just be an American. Everyone can do everything now. I don't relate to that goddamn story. passage of text. It's one of my favorite passages of text by Jenny Slate. <laughs> that was so good. The, uh, um, and the second story is I love today that we were like, Reed and I, ladies and gentlemen, saw this billboard. Oh I wish we would have taken a photo of it. I wish we would have videoed. You know what? I we wish could we probably find a photo of it. I wish we would have video. Oh, taped us looking at the billboard forever trying to figure out what it, it was. was. It was atop the building, which is the mm. Macintosh store. Wait, is that a, is that a thing? <laughs> the Macintosh store. <laughs> Do you have a Macintosh computer or perhaps a Macintosh phone? I'm pretty sure we record. I said that to somebody Macintosh. this week, and they looked at me like, "What?" Is they were like, on? and you were like, "In my mind, it's 80." Nine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, Matt, it's still Macintosh to me. Uh, yeah. So anyways, they're on the Matt Apple store. On the Apple store, there's like Way this atop huge it, there's billboard. these couple billboards that right. say, taken with an iPhone 11. You know? Photograph. Photograph. And I look up and I go, is that someone giving someone a hand job? And then, and, and then he goes, is that someone feeding a turkey? <laughs> and then I we kept getting closer and closer and closer. I literally, I couldn't understand at all what it was at any point. Under it. And I really, I, I was like, Reed, what is that? It looks like someone it did. In, who had, at first I thought it was someone giving a hand job. It really looked like I it. definitely could and see the turkey head. And then closer, <laughs> I was like, it is. And then I said, is it someone feeding a turkey? Which you and I really started And I said, that. it's possible. And then we couldn't figure it out. We're like, is this this outer space moment? <laughs> it we, was unbelievable. We stood 
under the sign, Julie. not like just, I could have thrown a stone at it. No, we were for a the, long time. I was staring at thinking, and I'll, then I'll I got it. Know. And I did I'll say, is know. it, is it a young woman in a hat or an old lady with a beard? Like I was <laughs> like, you know, what is it? Is it both? Is it an optical illusion photo? And then I, I realized that it was a shot like of a kind of like up short kind of shot. If it's, right. if it's a guy, well, as if someone a guy's laid standing on, the ground, on glass, almost. and then someone took a photo up his leg. So you could see the bottom of a sneaker. You could uh-huh. see a calf with a sock, uh-huh. and you could see all the way. Well, up you to saw his the head. sock, and then the calf came above that, and then the legs. And when and I explained it to Reed, and you still could see it. I still can see it. You couldn't see it, I and then I said, "Do you see him holding the basketball with his <laughs> no. with his left hand?" And you looked, and you're like, "No, no." <laughs> oh. And then well, you said, and then you were like. Turkey legs, like it all kind well, of like all came the together. The thing when it came together was when I realized that I realized the transition from sock to calf. Uh huh. And looking at the calf, then I was able to then work your way up sew the chain. it all the way up the body. <laughs> really? But imagine a body that is so foreshortened that it's truly just all within two inches. I could. It was unbelievable. It could. I really was like. To fuck from toe to head, and I but I was able to place it together by looking at the photo that's around the corner from it, which is like a man jumping down like onto the phone, basically. So I was like, "Is this some kind of like up short photo?" And then I was like, I "Indeed, it's like it. up short photo." I could have sat there all day and just been like, "No, no." I know, but we had places Modern to go. art. <laughs> yeah, on top of the Macintosh building. Wait, oh, so, in Prince of the Pagodas, these queens come to, mm. to you know, to be Suitors. like, hey, princess, marry me. There's the queen that's you, who's, like, sneezing, and she's a real, like, um, uh, fancy, fancy uh-huh, queen. A dandy. A dandy, fancy I, queen. I mean, I wouldn't call myself then, a dandy. I wouldn't either. Well, but in this way, I would, because you did say foreshortened and other sort of <laughs> sentences <laughs> in, the last few, okay. in the last few moments. That does make but also feel like, dandy. Talk regular. I love that. <laughs> um, and then there's this queen who comes out. She has two assistants who have two mirrors who stand downstage, upstage of her. And she takes a mirror, and then she takes a hand, and it starts to shake and it comes back by her face and she's staring at herself in the hand mirror. And then she reaches back for the other hand mirror, switches off. The one assistant takes the front hand mirror. She takes the back hand mirror, looks at herself. She's like, nope. She switches back to the front hand mirror and begins to dance in a way that I was like, this is like me. Yeah, She dances say. with like some bent knee turns, yes. I believe. She does Many some bent knee An impossibly difficult ballet variation, but always and, looking in these hand and, mirrors. But always looking in a hand mirror. She golden, never stops looking in the hand golden mirror. Golden costume, golden mirrors. Oh my God. We'll it was show you. Really we'll post something. it on the... It was, oh, by the way, listeners, uh, we're going to, on our Dance and Stuff YouTube channel, have a page of favorite videos. Should you want to look at it? Go to our favorites or yeah. loved videos yeah. and you'll see a playlist of things to watch. Yeah, which it'll will be include there. um the Canadian ice dancers getting their hair pulled. Oh my god. <laughs> it really and when I liked in the second one where it showed how she came out and he like just takes he takes her back and he just pushes her and I thought Reed. She looks so it, upset. Um, well, she looked like it hurt, it looked, and then well, she screamed. The way her hair looked when it came out, I thought of um, Big Top Pee Wee. Do you remember, remember that when they're sitting or under the tree? Something about Mary, written by Stephen King. By Stephen King. Okay, so Austin Scarlett, he wants us to Liam weigh in. Liam Scarlett. Oh. <gasps> That's okay. Austin Scarlett is a designer. I know. That's right. Right. I love Austin. From Project Runway. So at first season when this one. came up, I was like, oh, Can Austin, you imagine? No. Season one. So what happened with Liam Scarlett? So I guess what's in back in the summer, some mm. students, upper level students, mm. were like, you know, he 
encouraged us to like send dirty pictures. <clears throat> he was like tapping our butt in the locker room. Oh, he was touching them, making actually. comments about genitalia. Yeah. I mean, they're all above eighteen. Are they eighteen? Okay, so they're like at eighteen. <clears throat> well, age of consent is sixteen in, in British. Oh wow, which is bizarre because in notes on a scandal. I believe that the boy she sleeps with is 16, and yet still she gets in a lot of trouble. But he's okay. a high school student. I don't know. Jeremy's going to do some fact-checking, because as we've gotten in trouble in the past. Um, and then, then, like, 16. That's, that's a little young. At any rate, um, so that was a, in one of the articles. Uh-huh. And okay. also that maybe... There, I, well, I don't want to say anything salacious, because honestly, I, I have no idea. Okay. And um, <clears throat> the the ballet didn't chose not to release any of the information uh-huh. until just now. Okay. And then all the papers got a hold of it, uh-huh. and he's uh, suspended for the moment. Uh-huh. His ballet that's coming up is San Francisco Ballet, which is a revival of one of mm. his older works, has been taken off the program. Uh-huh. And... Um, and Brian wants us to weigh in on it? Bobby... Oh, sorry, Bobby, right, sorry. I'm so sorry, Bobby Briscoe. He kind of wants to know what we think about it, but I honestly don't know what to think because I, I don't care that much. <laughs> is, that ba- is that okay to say? Is that okay? I guess what I will say is abusive power is never okay. It's never good. And this sounds like, so even if, so I'm, I'm hopefully, A of all, these um, students are of consent. Okay, so that's for the first part. So let's just legalese. Secondly, that's so we're we're gonna say they are. It's um not great when someone's in a position of power. It's fifteen. It's fifteen there. He's fifteen. Oh, this this oh the student in question is fifteen. No, no, no. In the movie, no, it's on a scandal. Oh, in the movie, no, it's on a scandal. Oh oh, okay, wow, that could have really been like yeah. the Sunday. Tribune or whatever it's called in London town. <laughs> Can be like, you heard it here, there, you heard it there first. Um, uh-huh. So anyhow, in the movie notes on a scandal, he's 15. Wow, you think, you know, I played, I did that, you know, I did that show a couple times. I understand. Anyhow, <clears throat> um, so abusive power is not okay. And that sounds like abusive power. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that's not good. And um, Jack and I agree, not good. Yeah, yeah. and Don't I and do I, it. And I think that... Uh, it is appropriate then that there's a suspension, a stop of works. They're in, and- they're doing the investigation started in August. They mm-hmm. were going to try to wait until the investigation was over before they released any information, but uh-huh. they didn't get that far. They were like, "Oh, it just took too long to ask anyone." No, anything. I think that leaks, you know, leaking from people. Some who queen are whistleblowing. like some queen like let someone know. Okay, well, you know, more will be revealed, more and uh, we'll find out. So there you go, Bobby Briscoe. I saw a British show last night, which is Matthew Bourne Swan Lake. Uh huh. I went with Tim Miller Yoga. Tim Miller Yoga. Yeah, I know. How yeah. did that happen? Because I go to yoga on Sundays at Tim Miller Yoga at Three Jewels. And then he said, do you want to go to Swan Lake? I said, yeah. Wow. Isn't that fun? That is so bizarre and randomista. Randomista. That um, you <laughs> met Tim like a little at over a year house. ago. Uh-huh. And Here. then you started taking yoga. How do you like yoga class with Tim? He's Obviously great. It's great. It. I we always start it. by doing, he gets out that instrument that is almost like Harmonium. a... Mm-mm. Harmonium, harmonium, harmonium. It's like an accordion, yes. but also a box. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. And then we sing. I love those. And Jai Garua Deva, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Tim has a lovely voice. I'm sure he does. And that is a nice way to start class. I love that. 
I have some ones I could sing, but I'm not going to do it right now. Um, uh, so anyway, you went to uh, see it. I, and I... You were shocked today when I told you I'd I auditioned for it. I wasn't shocked by that. Uh, I don't remember what I was shocked by. I auditioned for it when I was 19 and uh, to play the younger version of The Prince. And I was, are you ready? Too tall. That makes this sense. This is something I did. really a little kid. Five, six. You have to be... Well, because the... He himself, the guy who originated the prince, I believe was five six. Oh. They're like, you cannot be taller than the okay. guy. Well, who... because there has to be a pronounced difference for when he grows up. Yeah. Um, at any rate, the, it's it's actually a very effective production. I have not seen it in twenty years. Mm. It, the entirety of it can be watched on YouTube. But That's I correct. I have to say, part of the magic last night, I did fall asleep at certain points. Yeah, there's yeah. a part there's a part in a bar mm. in, in sort of the second part of the the first before intermission that I was like, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Yeah. But it the 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 sadness of it is mm-hmm. very profoundly felt mm-hmm. in the the plight of this prince character who has no choices in life. He has a very difficult relationship to his mother who gives him no affection. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very strange. I'd want to play the mom in it. There's a strange scene where it looks as if he's almost going to rape her, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's so desperate for any affection from her that he like they fight. Uh-huh, and he's kind of like clawing at her to yes. like hug him. And yes. she's like, no, 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 get off. Yeah. Wow. Jeremy's playing so the, some Jeremy's news. Playing games. He's playing games. He's playing, um. So, but last night, the swan was played by a, Briti- a royal ballet dancer named Matthew Ball, who's principal there. And he is beautiful in a way that is hard to believe. <sighs> he is, he's like a merchant ivory sort of wet dream, but he's mm. also, his proportions are so exquisite. That like if Jude Law or like a young Julian Sands could dance. Uh, let's go Jude Law. Julian Sands is a bit spooky ooky. Oh, honey, <laughs> that is not true. I had such a crush on Julian Sands when I was in middle school. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that makes my sense in your trajectory. God. Yeah, I was absolutely more of a Julian Sands over a Jude Law. Yes. I was like, Jude Law looks like someone like, you know. How are you? Someone from and I'd be like, I'm fine. Yeah. Julian Sands was like, Aryan I'm to the max. Going to suck your blood. And Truly, like, oh, I'll kill oh my God. all oh. the Jews, you know? No, it's not like that. Stop. <laughs> Julian Sands does not look like the Luftwaffe. He looks like some sort of, like, gothic It's prince. true. He's definitely interviewing And he had this hair that was so... Golden silk. I got to meet him a few years ago. Anyhow, go on. So, You're Matthew not, Ball mm-hmm. has these, like, incredibly long arms and hands, mm-hmm. and then legs that are also quite long, but he mm-hmm. has, like, a, a very wide... Shoulders. Back, shoulders and oh, upper back into nice. this very slim... Wait, he's With so... With great feet, I'm assuming. No, his feet are fine. Okay. I, I mean, everything's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The lines are all... Mm-hmm. He, and he... It was incredible. Mm-hmm. He was amazing in the part. Hmm. And um, the whole ballet really, like, came to life. It was so sad. It was so sad. Did you cry? I did get very choked up in the end. Mm-hmm. Do you know how in the end... All this, the swans are so hideously mean in this version. They're truly like what swans are, which is disgusting. Mm. Like nasty, horrible swans. Uh-huh. They're always jumping about and <laughs> they're, they're always going. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. There are some vocalizations in it, I remember. And um, so at the end, what happens is that because the main swan is sort of trying to protect this boy, oh, right. the whole thing's truly a, an imagined right. thing. Remember when um, he did Edward Scissorhands? No, I wouldn't go see that. I saw it. <laughs> Can um, you imagine two, for some reason there's like, we're two Edwards, there's like a double cast with no, uh, it was an, I don't think it was ever explained. 
Oh. It was just, it was the, there was like two Edward Scissorhands. And you're but was there like, like acting Edward and dancing Edward? It's so hard to remember. I just remember being like, what the hell? Like, I was like, I don't get it. Like, what is the, what are the, what are these, what's going on? But here's what happens at the end. The swans, Uh um, Mm -hmm. the prince is like put Mm -hmm. in a psych ward. He's, Mm -hmm. and then the swans come in, obviously, in another one of his hallucinations. And they, they're trying to peck him. Right. Peck him him to death. But then out comes the main swan and he's like, stop. Stop. But he's also been being um, pecked at, beat by the other swans. Uh So he has these like wounds drawn Uh on his body. And then... The swans uh, peck the main swan to death. Uh-huh. And so he's gone. And then they all leave. And the prince basically dies of heartbreak. Right. I'm, and then I'm the, that bad. the mom comes in and she's like, what's happening? And right. he's dead. Right. And she does like Romeo and Juliet hug. Uh-huh. And then uh, right above it in the window appears the swan, the uh-huh. main swan holding, cradling the young baby, the young uh-huh. prince. That's what have been you. It's true. it's true. And I was, and the, that mirror image of like that, the that. mom and the boy and the swan Ooh. and the boy. And I was like, Oh, I did get a chill. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. very effective. Yeah. Moms and fantasy and death. Yes. It's a real, uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's anyways, a real queer motif. We'll, um, we'll we'll have a look at Matthew Ball after this so you can see. Sounds fantastic. We almost dressed him for the Cunningham show, but he dropped out. He was like, You guys. I'm um, Odile Jet, but like not. <laughs> and um, uh, <laughs> I've got a I've got a thing or two to do. I think in this production he's called the Swan and the Stranger. <clears throat> oh, okay, I'm trying to think of um, what else. I saw the new Ratmansky. How did you like it? I quite liked it. It's oh, very good. strange hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's not strange. Good. Strange in the context of dance, uh-huh. like we've seen it all. But uh-huh. for at State Theater uh-huh. with New York City Ballet, it's uh-huh. like quite. Um, pared down. That's nice. Feels very raw. Uh-huh. Um, it was great. I, right. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Go this, see the new Ramansky. Was this on the same bill? I don't need to talk about this. Anyhow, um, uh, what else? That's it. That's it. We saw, I don't know. Uh, oh, 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 there's a new show on Netflix called like Next in Fashion. Oh, so I've been watching it. I've been fast forwarding through every episode. Well, you have to. You absolutely so have boring. to. But um, these are actually like very accomplished designers. So, which is very different from Project Runway, where correct. everybody is totally amateur. These people are yeah, like. I was asked by Marco Marco to do like a modeling. Marco Marco thing is on. For it. the underwear. And I kept looking at him and I was like, who? I know that person, but it's just because of like queer mafia. Like, how do I, how do I know this queen? And I was like, oh, that's right. I got this like a DM being like, would you want to model this underwear? And I was like, no, like I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Well, you know, Marco Marco I, does guessing. these really fun fashion shows she that does. are very inclusive. And I like, absolutely, I agree. I, and James and Dan have done them. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. that's how it came, came, comes to about. But at any rate, there's all <laughs> these like designers who've worked for huge labels, have mm-hmm. their own labels mm-hmm. and are, actually are making kind of tremendous things. So it's, it's a good I'm show. really into, I mean, they're the best ones. The Chinese and the Korean. What are their names? I, I uh, know what Angel I, and something. Sun, Sun, Sunny? Sunny? I don't know. I can't remember anyone's names except Marco Marco. I can't literally can't remember anyone. Except a friend of mine did have a daughter named Kiki. So well, I'm able to remember Kiki's oh, Kiki. name. And, and Daniel. The, the British. No, it's Kiki and... No, 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 but there's Daniel, the British. Uh-huh. And he it's went just... to Central St. Martin's with his partner, the lesbian. And I liked her with the braids. With the braids. Yeah. 
And they're um, they're very Central St. Martin's British. I liked their lingerie, I think. I think His th- lingerie, he did that amazing bodysuit with the scarf that was color blocked. No, that's no, that was Marco. athleisure. That was athleisure. But he, I, I can't. Were you, were you, oh, you I remember. Can't. He did the lace, camisole. lace bordered camisole. Uh, it was really good. It was fine. Uh, well, but think of like what everyone else wore on that episode. That was hard. People don't make lingerie. You have to do the intimates program at FIT. If it was hard lingerie. though, too, because then they kept being like underwear. And then the next moment they'd say lingerie. And I was like, you guys. You to do both. They said it was an underwear lingerie moment. I don't remember. I talk about a show to fast forward through. Um, I would have made like the the, <clears throat> the plainest white French painter smock. <laughs> my mother's nightgown. I liked painters. <clears throat> At first, when I pictured painter's smock, I pictured actually like a chef's thing. So they'd turn Same. around and there'd be like an exposed butt. Oh, that's good actually. Do you know with what I mean? Panty. So it's just be like with a panty. With a panty. With a panty. <laughs> Maybe I think with we're a panty. Jeremy's doing the um, clapboard now. No, it's he was just enjoying. He was clapping because she was having a good time. Everybody watched Little Women, cooking. even if just to see that apron. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see it. Mm. I have literally. Like negative a hundred desire to see Little Women. To me. I have no desire to see it. Why? It's women, Jack. I know, and I and love, and I love a female narrative. They're small. Um, <laughs> like you, just like you. Yeah, women. they're small women um, exactly like you. Uh, you will love Florence mm-hmm. Pugh in it. So here's the thing: I I think she's transcendent. Did you watch her eat that British food? No, I love her. Everybody watch. I, Florence Pugh eat British food okay. on Vogue.com. You're not going to believe it's it. It's on our channel. It's on our with Oh, it is. It's channel. on our you loves. Can just go, you can go and watch our loves. I, seriously, thing, I love Meryl. I love uh, uh, Laura Dern. Renata. Um, I love Renata Dern. <laughs> I love um, uh, uh, Florence Pugh. Um, uh, the Vogue video is better than Little Women. Oh, Jeremy's weighing in. Hot take. Hot take. It's my hot Jeremy take. always comes I in with that I didn't cry in the Vogue video, but I did cry all the way through. I, I wish there was a way on my Instagram, like when I do, you hit the magnifying glass, meaning Soch. Search for that. So you didn't know what I was saying. I was like, socks? Um, <laughs> I wish there was a way that when I hit that, all that came up was just Betty Davis, Judy Garland, Madonna... Jenna Rollins, uh-huh. um, PJ Harvey. Do you know what's sad that my and Instagram only shows me in Soch? What? Just like young ballerinas doing the splits. <laughs> Very upsetting. Because it listens to you. It does. And it goes with you when you go to the ballet. Mine, for whatever reason, brings up Timothy Chalamet. <gasps> and I am she like... wish. And I'm like, she'll leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want this. I don't relate to this story. I'm don't. not interested. <laughs> I'm not. And um, I think she's great. I think she can cry, what have you, whatever. I'm just not, I'm not living. I also don't, Emma Watson, she was so she's bad in she's the bling ring. I, and I can't imagine that she's doing better than that. And if she's not doing a British accent, it's a real... Is she doing a British accent in this? No. They're doing like a mid-Atlantic, well, yes. Boston. It's not going to be good. It's not one and of then, her, She's at her best, which mm, is not mm-hmm. great. And and I don't... <laughs> I, I just don't like... I'm, I didn't like Frances Ha really bought. Like, I didn't like it. And so... Oh, I don't care about Frances Ha. Um, but I like that next one that Greta did, which mm-hmm. was that. 
You know what I like? You know what I like? Oh, I didn't right. like that either. So there we go. I remember I guess that. I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't. So Ava, I didn't like that. I know she didn't direct that, but I didn't like Lady Bird. And but I, I also, did like Lucas Hedges and, and Lady I also Bird. didn't really like Sir Sharon. So you just see where I'm going. Like I'm I wasn't not, Lucas in Little Women. Um, because Timothy was already in it. I know, Timothy. but they were both in Lady Bird. Yeah. They could have both been because in. two Thomas now. You know what I'm really upset did about? Did I tell you? I told I, you. My Lucas story. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You've told everybody. I told it on the pod. Yeah, you've told. You know what I want to talk about that I'm upset about? I'm really, I'm really mad that Hustlers is the director's not nominated. It's crazy. I'm really mad that J Lo's not nominated. That's insane. I think it is grotesque, and so I'm also just like, you're not going to go to the movies anymore. Um, no, I'm just. I, I'm now kind of like, I don't need to go. To this thing, you know what I think you would like. I just started listening to this podcast where Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus. I don't know who those people are. They're comedians. Okay, they're watching the entire Star Wars series, having (laughs) never seen it in their lives, and they hate it. And they just sit there and watch. It's a two and a half hour podcast. Wait, what's it called? I don't know. They just and what is their podcast called? It's I, how many? They don't have this? their own. Po- you just look up Nicole Byer. Okay, so you can they, send it to me. Send yeah. Me, send me so they message. literally just sit there and they're like, "This is so long." Yeah, it's a long. They're long. like, "This is yeah. so boring. Nothing's yeah. happening." It's mm. amazing. Wait, they're you not hear into them. It. They're watching the movie mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Yeah, talking. Yep. Maybe we should do that. I, ladies and gentlemen, well, actually, ladies and another. If you want, I'll tell you something. Russell, oh. who no longer listens to the podcast, which is good, so I can actually tell him stories in real life. He has made. Why doesn't he listen to the podcast anymore? I tell you why. You know, you can't. Like, you only listen to so many. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> How many times do you I, have to hear you tell that Dilbert joke I mean, <laughs> before you stop listening to the podcast? Um, okay, Russell, well, that's fine. I'm never no, going to watch you dance want, again. He, he, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> He never wants to dance again. <laughs> but they, um, oh, he wants us to play this um, ballet board game live on the pod, which I think would be really fun. Does he have it? Yes. Okay, well, we can have him on again. To play the board game. And we can play the board game yes. together. And Jeremy can play again. He'll play because now he talks on the pod. Because he talks on the pod. Okay, but what, ladies and other, if you want Reed and I to watch a movie and. With live uh, commentary. And do live commentary on it. Like the turning point, Blackie I've, Swan. The turning point. I've seen that. Black Blackie Swan. White Nights. Center I've never stage. Seen that. What's White Nights? Brishnikov and Gregory Hines trapped in Russia Ugh. in a dance studio. Is it a joke? No. <laughs> okay. Um, it's truly in the eighties where every suspense movie was about Russia. Do you remember? Can we get back to that? We should get back to that. When's the thing about Pelican Brief? No, never. Is it's, that Julie Roberts? That's good. You should watch it. I don't care. There's this part where she sees someone get blown up in a car, <laughs> and the face she makes is, it's so good. That it's happens really to good. Meryl Streep in Iron Lady. Uh, well, you know what? I bet she's just being like, all right, I guess I'm going to phone in my Julia Roberts from Pelican Brief moment. <laughs> um, camera rolling, they, they snap did, action, go. O- or- Orange County. What's that called? August. O- August, August Osage. Orange County. Talk about movie in like. So I, to play I didn't like, hate it, but that woman it. from it who plays the youngest sister is on The Outsider. She's very good. She plays the the the, the wife of the Jason wo- Bateman. Jason Bateman was incredible. He was really everyone good. in the show is amazing. What's amazing about The Outsider is the mm-hmm. acting is so great. The Mendelssohn, whatever his I first know, name is, ben with Mendelsohn. that with that. No, it's Mendelssohn is his last really? name, and with I made this. That up. 
incredible lisp kind of like is it real or is it he's a british is he british i think i don't know but what a babe i mean dad he's quite old i mean honey walters that's your mouth's name honey walters (laughs) um i'm really into him i think he's hot his acting is so good i'm really here for cynthia arevo Mm -hmm. she is the part i could play on the show i guess no you know I'm the kid who stole the van. And he's like, I lied. The and kid who stole the van. I'm gonna draw oh. you what he looked like. Uh-huh. That's I'm you. Kid. I can't say. You know? Or maybe the little girl who's like, I'm not angry. I'm not scared. I'm angry. You're the one who should be scared. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> saying, it, saying it through the banisters. I went in for that part. Didn't get it. They were like, nope. I'm, like, I'm Mayor Winningham. I'm just coming in and being like, remember when I won that Oscar? Uh, Can you believe it? But she's going to drop a glass in tomorrow's episode. Oh. The preview yeah, why is she going to do that? I can't wait. Well, because he's in the house. Oh. It's now Jason. Like, no, the oh. demon. But the demon seems to be so physicalized that he does have to, like, hide. Like, he can't just appear, disappear. He has that melted face. Well, he has to take, you know, he has to, like, steal vans and, like, you know... Put on a kind of like fresh skin body that he gets. He's does by like skins. Well, no, he scratches you, and then he think he like does a DNA. It's a very X Files kind of show. Yeah, this what's going to happen to the guy? Jillian who, Anderson is going to show up, and she's going to be like, "What happened Bleh. to that guy who woke up into the woods and brought all the stuff to the woods?" Well, he's got like you know eczema on the back he of his neck that's controlling him. He has a major bubbling eczema. <laughs> she's really, she's really got a, a, a situation going okay, on. Okay, we got a clapboard, wrap it up. Oh, well, oh. but here, oh, well, it's time, really. Here come the guests. Well, ladies thank and Thank you, another, Emily Wexler. Happy birthday, Jack. Thank we you. Thank you to our secret admirer. Thank you, secret admirer. Thank you, listeners. Check out our YouTube. Thank you, Daniel Rampula, for I being an audience. I did just check my P.O. box. I didn't get that cream I've been asking for, so. Oh, no. Um, it's called Valmont Regenera 2. Um, uh, and um, an Equinox membership. Loves you. Loves you. Bye-bye. Okay, hi, ladies. Welcome, hi, welcome. Hi, Hi, we're here. Hi, we're here. Okay, so Jack, yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there, and we need you to um, rate, call it, comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. (laughs) You're going to go to iTunes, and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast, and rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely, and subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. Go check them out. And not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, because and I would say, here's your my recommendation. Knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous. I'm finally on the show. Hi, Robbie. Hi. I mean, well, we've talked about you certainly enough know, on it. Oh, I'm so excited. We really have. I, I love this show. I, wa- I listen to it all the time. That's... Yeah, Crazy. just listen That's... to the Sarah Mearns one. She's oh, I mean, love, yeah. really, yeah. really love. Yeah, 
And now you're here with us. Hello, we're in the West oh. Village at your home. We're in the West Village. I'm looking but we at won't all. Reveal the address. I'm looking at <laughs> the six gold awards you won that are on your window. <laughs> They're so beautiful. These six beautiful golden oh, wow. awards that you've won over your lifetime. Did you know that Robbie is a uh, Tony nominee? Ooh. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And what are you a Tony nominee for? for a show called Jerome Robbins Broadway in 1989. Were you born yet? I was, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yes. I've been around for about 50 years by that Today's time. Jack's birthday. Oh, Today happy birthday. You said, don't bury the lead. She's 55. Can you <laughs> sure. don't bury the lead? Um, that's really good. Oh that's God. really good. Wait, Robbie. And I, I'm so happy to be here. In 1989, were you in... ABT and then Urban I was in New York City Ballet. Yeah, okay. I had been eighty six is when I, I you made joined. the transition. Yes. Tra- I trans transitioned. <laughs> Ladies and other, also Robbie has a book which I remember reading when I met you. Way you know now seventeen years about almost no. No, because I met you... 15 years ago. 15 years ago, right? Bobby, what is your book called? Nothing to Hide. Wow. Which I found at The Strand. And, <laughs> for um, a dollar. And that, and that, uh, yeah, yeah. You can get it for and, very cheap. And I, and I remember talking to you about Old it. With Tom, I remember talking to you about it with Tom Cole at that point, like 15 years ago. Well, they, Which, asked, they asked me to write a book because at that time I was dancing with Ballet Theater and pretty close to Mikhail Baryshnikov's. And there was this sort of rumor that, like, maybe we were in some kind of... You and Misha? Yeah, there was, like, a little bit of a, you know... Incredible. I know, right? Because you'd been with... Right. Well, know. let them know. Nerea. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to... I, I don't want to... I mean, I can really tell the, the story. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, um... Bobby has lived ballet in a way that nobody else has. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, all the names in history we were familiar it's with... crazy. You, they're a part of your life. And I just took it for granted. I thought that's what ballet was, all of ballet was like. I guess it was at the time. <laughs> I mean, Kelsey Kirkland, Cynthia Gregory, Carla Fracci. Crazy. Um, Alessandra Ferry, the know, whole thing. Cuban, what's her name? Alicia Alonso. Alicia Alonso. But I mean, wait, all when, of them. What year did you start at American Ballet Theater? 77. Okay. Yeah. And then how quickly were you a principal? Let's see. I think when Misha came, I was... A soloist, so like 1980, and then 81 or 82, I was the principal. It happened pretty fast. Who hired you? Lucia. Lucia Chase. And then Lucia <laughs> Chase. Right, right, Lucia right. Chase. I really... When Jack I said did, that name at his thing when I was... Lucia. When I, when I did the um, AIDS World History Project, I really butchered her name. Lucia? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really nailed, I think so. He's like so. Lucia Delamermore. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know the names of the queens I was talking about, and when it just came to the people who weren't the queens, I wasn't sure, and so, you know, deal with it. But you, you did about ten years at American Ballet Theater. Uh, nine, exactly, to be exact, yeah. It was a time when I... You know, I was diagnosed with HIV. Wait, uh, wait, let's just back up. <laughs> let's just back up. Wait a second, wait Casual a second. conversation. And I have my eye on the clock so I can make sure you get out of here in time to teach ballet. Um, where did you grow up? Oh, in Beaumont, Texas. And how did you get the fuck out of there? Well, I had a wonderful ballet teacher named Marsha Woody. The Marsha Woody Academy of Dance. Mm-hmm. And my brother started studying. He was older than me, Edmund. And I was looking at what he was doing and saying, oh, I might want to do that. I was very much a theater kid from like age five. I was on the coffee table, you know, singing 
you know, every musical. And Some people from Gypsy. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. you know, it was Barbra Streisand because my brother had every Barbra Streisand. He's a, a Barbara Ophile. And, and we, Is your brother also a queen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had, we had our oldest, my oldest brother, uh, uh, Harold, um, he was totally straight and sort of the jock, you know. Harold, Edmund, and Robert from yeah. Texas. They were really like, well, we'll give one a very straight name, and then the next one we'll give a gay one, and then the next one, really gay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it kind of like British. Is it British? Is it gay? And then we'll be like, American gay. Probably. They wanted a girl, so each initial was Harold, H, Edmund, E. Her. But they got a girl... After Edmund, they got a girl, Teresa. Uh-huh. Teresa. Wow. And, then, and then they were like, "Hat her. <laughs> <laughs> so and then my my, uh, my little sister is Lana Louise LaFosse. Uh, a insane. total stripper name. Insane. <laughs> little did, and ladies and gentlemen, little did you know, I am Lana Louise LaFosse. It was a bargain. I mean, my mother wanted Louise. A bargain. And I wanted Lana. So we, we, we definitely. For Turner? Yeah, I was totally. Yeah, right. I thought yeah. that was a great name, uh-huh. Lana Turner. So the postman Lana. always the rings name of, twice. What's the name of the um, Star Wars? I don't know. I don't do those. No, Leia. Okay. Leia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I like, really was don't. Is that Lana? I really don't do that. Okay, so you and Edmund. <laughs> well, Edmund um, and I went to New York often for summer course, and mm-hmm. we studied at Harkness House mm-hmm. with David right. Howard. Right. He got into the Washington uh-huh. Ballet uh-huh. in the. Um, God, I wish we had time to talk about Mary Harkness. I know. That shit's crazy. Rebecca Harkness. Oh, Rebecca. Yeah. Mary, I made that up. I really live, read for you, Tony, and be like, we got to talk about this. That shit's crazy. Yeah, and no, it's like, oh, she cool, was, like, I really, she had a portrait of herself at the, at the, the, heart, ha, the, the studios were on the east side in this like right. mansion and they were glorious uh, studios with all this Rococo like, and she had a portrait of herself, huge uh-huh. of herself, and it had a butterfly pendant on her that actually opened and closed. <laughs> on the portrait? On the portrait. I mean, honey. <laughs> honey. She had like, really giving Norma Desmond a run yeah. for her money. I mean, that, you know, there was a period where there was Hartness, Joffrey, ABT, right. and New York City. I mean, they right. were, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, and they were all yeah. buying. And they, they were, were all, all like right. doing their own thing, different kinds of things. It was very interesting. So anyway, he ended up in the National Ballet of Washington. I, uh, you know, six years later, um, came to New York to study at School of American Ballet, not knowing where I was going to land. And Rebecca Wright, who was a soloist at the time, she said, oh, they, one of the core boys is leaving the company. You should come audition. I said, okay. And then, so I went the next day and uh, took class and boom, there I was. And they were like, and how old you? Were you? 17. Wow. And then you were like, I'm ready to move to New York. And then, and then well, I had, well, he's already there. He's I was there with cool. my brother because right. by that time he had, he came to New York and danced with Elliot Feld for many years. Oh, he was the, wow. He was the lead dancer of Elliot Feld. And that's where I saw the soldiers tell. Who the knew there time. was the Star LaFosse brothers right. dancing away in New York? Exactly. My God. Yeah. <sighs> and then he eventually went to Montreal and then he went to Atlanta. He ended up in Atlanta, and now that's where he lives. He danced for Atlanta Ballet for wow. a while. Yeah. And what is he? What is Edmund doing in Atlanta now? He is a house manager, like takes care of rich people. Oh, drives them around. At first, takes, I thought you're like a house manager of the Atlanta Ballet Theater, and blah blah. Sure, blah, sure, but, sure. But, well, he was. Like, he right. sort of did that for a while. He uh-huh. did like, you know, schedule and stuff. For, but then he got like several odd jobs, and then he landed with these 
really fabulous, you know, women who need their, you know, need to go to the airport. So. Right. <laughs> I need you to go to the airport. Wait, I need you to take Clara out. Yeah. Like the dog. Yeah. And they, yeah. they give them their old cars, right. which are actually three-year-old Alexa, right. you know. Oh, that's amazing. Crazy. I yeah. need a new car. And I'll be right on down to Atlanta to pick one up. But, you know, I don't think I've ever been there. Anyhow, so you're here. What year is it now? That's 77, he joins ABT. 1977. When ballet was really ballet. It was crazy. It was I mean, crazy. You know, Gelsey Kirkland was doing, you know, Giselle with... Um, Barishnikov and I was hilarious. You know, it was straight. I was wow. getting these sort of smaller wow. parts, and then I did Fancy Free, which was I was sort of a musical theater kid. I had you know, a hundred percent classical. I didn't have the gorgeous feet and all that, but I did have a character. You know, so they you know they they figured out, and I could tap as well. So I did on the I did um, Fancy Free and uh, Rodeo, and so I worked with Agnes DeMille on because I could tap. So if you could tap, you. <laughs> And you were, you were a tapper. I could tap my fingers. Yeah. And Agnes was like, okay. She had a big, huge ring on her finger and she would pound it on the mirror behind her when she wanted to stop the rehearsal. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> and then what? And, and, what and then she, she would pull out all this research, photographs of cowboys. And she would talk about, you know, like an actor in a way. I mean, they all come from that school, you know, Robbins yeah. and her and Eugene Laurie. And was this with like Amanda McCarrow or who you were? She came a little, a little bit later. later. Yeah, yeah. But no, this was, um, who did I do? Um, Fancy Free was, it was the first time that they cast um, an African-American, Ronald Perry in Fancy Free. Mm-hmm. me, Ronald Perry, and Danilo Radojevic. And uh, at that point, the very interesting history about Fancy Free is that Jerry had a very bad contract, it was his first ballet. So he got paid very little for all those years and he had no right over it. He, he actually couldn't perform it for many, many years until like the 80s when he acquired it for the New York City Ballet, finally. Wow. So he was pissed off at ballet theater in a way. So we, this one summer, we went to Spoleto with Barishnikov and we did an all Robbins program. We did Opus Jazz, um, Afternoon of Fawn, other dances, and Fancy Free. So he came with us and rehearsed us like every day for two weeks. And you already met him by this point. Yeah, he had, yeah. he'd seen me. So that experience was really important because I think that's where he saw, you know, that's where we kind of bonded in a way. Mm. Um, not, not personally. I, ne- I never really became personally involved, but in the studio. And um, then, you know, life went on. I did... I, I danced, I danced, I danced, and I, um, I I choreographed a piece on Misha's tours, a little pas de deux, and I I kind of got the, you know, you the bug. To make a dance. Yeah, so I wanted to make. But dance. when Misha took over the company, he started moving you into like all the big roles, mm-hmm. yeah. Romeo and Princes. Mm-hmm. And, and is blah, this blah, blah, when blah. people were like, oh, well, Robbie and Misha are a thing? Was that? I th- I. I don't know. I never heard it, you know, I just heard, you know, because we, I spent a lot of time with him, him and Charles France. I don't know if you know who Charles France is. He was Misha's right-hand man, sort of large. He was kind of a brilliant uh, entrepreneur, kind of, uh, he, he just, he worked at City Ballet for a brief moment in the press department. He sort of knew everyone. He was oh. friends with Peter Martins and Heather. And he was this sort of big character. And, um, so he and I and Misha often would have dinner. Um, and um, so I don't know. I think this 
the book thing was, I think they wanted me to write this book because right, Kelsey had just written her book, Dancing, on, and it was a tell-all. Oh, honey. They wanted, me, love, to, I, they, I mean, they I wanted me to tell-all, right. and they wanted me to call it Stepping on Toes. <laughs> and that is, that is... I said, I don't think so. Well, we can confirm on Dance and Stuff that Robert was, in fact, Brishnikov's lover <laughs> in the go. 80s. A- absolutely. And, um, and you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping on toes and um, legs up. But after only, was it like Jerome Robbins who wanted you to come over to City Ballet? So what happened was that I was diagnosed um, in like 80, I don't know, 84, whatever, 83. And what had happened, what was the fallout with Nuriev before, because your relationship ends with him. We had a year of like, you know, going to hotels in Washington and, you know, that whole story. Right. And I was sort of his little, little... Boy His toy, beautiful boy. Yeah, and uh, that that was a, a kind of strange experience because he was on the throne in Swan Lake, and I was a peasant, and he was like, "Oh my god, here. come to my dressing room." And I, wow. I, I, so, and he's he's got his back to me, and he's got his robe, and he turns around when I walk in, and he's like, full on robe open. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah. So yeah. like, cle- it was very clear what he wanted. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, and how old were you at that point? Um, 21. Wow. so fun. That was legal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, it was, it's a... And I think he was in his 40s, maybe? Uh-huh. Anyway, so that was a whole year of... Right. So then he was in, with Robert Tracy at the time. Right, had, you know. right. And then in 80, you get diagnosed in 84. Somewhere in there, 83. And you were how old about then? 23. Right. So and did you I have would, other? Did you have colleagues who were also? Yeah, I mean, at that time, yeah, I mean, Peter Fonseca died. Right. Um, Clark Tippett died. Um, right. Charles Ward died. Um, there were other. Oh, David Cuevas. And did they all kind of die very quickly? Was it? It was no. It was kind of like year after year. It was a, Peter Fonseca was the first. He had had surgery and then never recovered from the surgery. Something about. I don't know whether right. it was the surgery or not, but so I, we were all scared of course. And I kind of put on my blinders and decided I'm going to just focus on my, you know, my art and that was going to be my salvation. I didn't really get involved with act up or I, I just really focused. Like I got up every day and you know, that was my saving grace. And were they trying, were they attempting chemos with you at this point? And stuff no, like no, that? they had no, there was AZT was the best thing they had. So right. Then that came a little bit later. But what happened to me was that I um, got a little bit depressed with not just that, but with where I was with ballet theater. Um, it was a year where Kenneth McMillan was doing a new ballet, and I was in that. Carol Armitage was doing a new ballet, and I was in that. And David Gordon was doing a ballet, and I was in that. I was in three oh, new ballets. Right. But Misha was the lead, and I was the, the second. So uh-huh. I don't know if this played into it. I went to a therapist, and I felt like I wanted... I didn't want to travel. You know, we were on the road for eight months right. out of the year because it was, Misha was like in demand. It was a lot of work. And uh, so I just felt like I wanted to be in New York. So Peter Martin's, um, I don't know how this happened, but anyway, Peter Martin's had done Song and Dance on Broadway and they were doing a tour of that with Melissa Manchester. And he asked me if I would do that show because it was kind of, because I, that I, my, my, my thought was that I would do Broadway and choreograph somehow, mm, mm-hmm. kind of like what Robbie did. What Wait, Song and Dance was a show that Peter choreographed or had been in. 
He choreographed. It was okay. an Andrew Lloyd Webber show with Bernadette Peters and Christopher Damboise. Oh my god. Can you <laughs> imagine? And <laughs> and they got it was nominated and everything. So. I'm sure. Yeah. Um so I was gonna do that, but then Joe Duell died mm-hmm. uh, tragically, and like within a week Jerry called me and said, I wanna I wanna talk to you. So we went to um O'Neill's. And uh, he said, I, I think you should come join the company. I said, well, this is what I'm doing. He said, oh, don't, you don't want to do that show. Um, you want to kind of dance. Off. You want to come dance for me. <laughs> yeah. So I said, well, I'm choreographing now, so I really want to choreograph. He said, well, we'll make sure you have the opportunity. And in fact, you know, th- that is what happened. So from that point on in 86, I started doing American Music Festival and the Diamond Project. You know, I started choreographing on a regular basis. Right. Um, uh, and what was your repertoire at New York City Ballet? Um, it was a lot. It was a lot of Robbins, almost everything. Um, but like a lot of the, uh, you know, who cares that I'd already, I'd already done on tour, Prodigal Son. Um, it was huge. Western Symphony, Donna Zetti. I just, it was a new, a new ballet every, 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 every season day. I was doing two or three. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? Slaughter with, with, uh, right. Suzanne Farrell and wow. you know a lot. I, I I was there for the last two years of Patty McBride and Suzanne, and Suzanne Farrell, so right. that was kind of like. And you were also making at this yeah, point. So was and what was that process like? Because what are you now? You're like twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven, right? Yeah. Okay. And how was that? Um, it was it was wonderful. There was I mean you know like you're young, you and Carter, yeah, you know you had a lot of energy. You, you know put everything in everything. I I the first thing I did was. Um, what was the first thing I did? I think it was the, the the American Music Festival, and I did Edward McDowell's Woodland Sketches. It was sort of a sort of four dancers. Darcy was in it, and then I did. I, I sort of went all over the place with different kinds of music. But the piece that I really kind of came to in my own was uh, Prokofiev's uh, Piano Concerto in five uh, five movements, and uh, that was kind of my big thing. It was it was brought back again, and it was with Wendy and. Jock as the lead, and then Albert Evans and Miranda uh, Weiss as the there were two leads, and then the men's dance was Tom Gold and all the men. It so was, this was what like early mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my my designer Gary Liz, I don't know if you know him. Ah. He did the that production of Piano Concerto with uh, that has then now been replaced. Uh huh. Um, Diet. Wait. No, that's the Shostakovich. Uh, Mercurial Maneuvers. No, uh, Balanchine's uh, Piano Concerto number. Oh! With the, it was used to be Pain. Tchaikovsky Blue, Piano Tchaikovsky. Concerto. Tchaikovsky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he did that. He did a lot of Peter Martin's ballets. He did all my ballets. He was kind of a genius. And um, he he did these... You know who Claire McCaskill, McCaskill is? The Claire baby, McCardle. McCardle, the bathing yeah. suit. Well, we did these leotards because I wanted the leotards to have like a... Shape. He's, oh, that's <laughs> so he, he he worked tirelessly. Everyone was fitted a certain way. Those were the the whole um, the whole core was what was the whole core was in red, I think, and then the principals were in white and blue and gray. It was, it was really beautiful. It was very simple, but I'm gonna do some research yeah. at the library. Yeah, you find those photos. And then, well, I can show you. And, and then, yeah, they're right. Well, <laughs> I Queen, can I can show you. you. They're right here. Yeah, they're on this hard drive. I can right show here, you the, yeah, yeah. The, the video. I, I have them. <laughs> so I'm really proud of that. And, and, and in fact, you know, I, 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 I not, you know, I, 
said to Wendy, he said, oh, you know, oh, yes, of course, of course. So who knows? Maybe we'll be oh, singing. You never know. I would I love that. I know, right? So much lost work. I know, right? Robbie. I know, yeah. right? So then what continues to happen? So um, then, uh, then Jerome Robbins Broadway, Jerry said to me, do you want right. to be, you know, one day he said, do you want to be in a Broadway show? Is it? And he, and he was like, you know, you didn't do that Andrew Lloyd Webber because why would you? <laughs> but, um, I'm doing a musical and I think it'll be great. Right. right. Exactly. And what was the structure of Jerome Robbins Broadway? Was it just like a variety show? No, it was actually... Well, it opened with moves. It was... And then that no. ended up getting cut by producers actually before... <laughs> before. Can you imagine? We're going to start with just 20 minutes of silence. No. And, uh, Robbie, yeah. tell us what it was. <laughs> it was it was all of his shows that, you know, he tried to, every show that he ever did. He kind of, he it's sort of, musical. he sort of, yeah, he sort right. of did it in order. He started with the, you know, three sailors in New York mm-hmm. on the town. And then it moved to like uh, Billion Dollar Baby, a show you probably don't know if it's a Charleston number. And, and it had, Jason Alexander was the narrator and he kind of kind moved of us through. He played different characters. He played uh-huh. Tevia. He played, you know, he, uh, and then there was um, these lost shows that I didn't know anything about. Uh, High Button Shoes. There was this Max High set. Button Shoes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I mean, I wrote the book for it. So. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, it's about a cat. Anyhow, so... Phil I, Sivers was a sort of comedian guy at the time. It was during that whole period where... They wrote musicals. I mean, you know, if you think about it, Fancy Free was done in 44, and 11 months later, On the Town was on the stage. Right. They wrote musicals like this. Right, like they right, were, right. Um, which is extraordinary. So 22 weeks of rehearsal, we got to go through every show. Jesus. And, you know, I learned, like, I was in... Fiddler on the Roof at one point as one of the boys, but that, you know, he moved everyone around like a ballet company, which right. was freaked people out. Broadway sure. shows, you get hired to do a part and right. that's it. You don't right. move because it's in your contract. But he was moving people around. He had an Asian girl playing. Um, oh, that's right. You were telling, talking t- about this at the Guggenheimer right. with that nice <laughs> woman. What is her name? She was also in the show. Joanne Hunter. Right. She was Asian and she he put no, her in No, his... not her. Oh, Someone you were at the Guggenheim for the Christmas show with a very nice woman, and she was in. Oh, Barbara, Barbara Hoon, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And she was saying it was insane, yeah, because people were like had no idea what they'd be doing any the day of the day, week. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was genius. But it was it was probably I could say all those people that got hired by Jerome Robbins. It was probably the highlight of their whole career. You know, it was the last show he's ever doing. You're getting hired, and you're in the room where you know. And every day, someone like Bernstein would come in smoking with a cape and sit down on the piano. <laughs> and then, you know, Larry Kurt and Carol wow. Lawrence and che- different people would come every, every Friday. Oh, yeah. But like Incredible. all these people, it was abs- it was absurd. Was Cheetah in it? No, but no. she was, you know, interrupted. Did you she sing a song? Did you sing in it? I sang New York, New York. And I screamed Maria. <laughs> and I screamed. I have it. I'm on the album. Too. I screamed to Maria. She's going, Maria, get in here. And they were like, Robbie, that's not the next line. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, but why not? But this was at a time where I was still, you know, HIV positive. There were no drugs yet. And that's I, and I was, you know, I, it was freaky. But again, you and know, again, blinders you, on. And then right. if, if because Clark has 89 and not until with... 94 did I get on the trial of the drugs. I, was right. on, I, I got on a special trial um, before they were approved. Right. So I had to wait another I mean, but five. before that, they were doing these chemo treatments and things. It's just you didn't 
You're no, I mean, even blood transfusions, all that. Yeah, right. no, I had, so the your body was just the... like reacting well to whatever yeah. the viral load yeah. was, and you were doing okay. Yeah, some people live with it longer than others, and some, right. some wow, attack them quickly. It's immune. It's an immune system, thing. right? So that was, you know, that went on, and then I kept choreographing after Jerome Robbins. That um, that year was the year Patty retired. Uh, and uh, the Tony Awards, I was nominated for a Tony. And that day, the Tony Awards was Patty McBride's retirement. So it was like 3 p.m. Patty McBride retirement and then 6 p.m. Tony Awards. So I had like rehearsal in the morning for the Tony Awards, run and do two ballets with Patty, then go to the theater and change. I changed my clothes like 15 what times because I danced, danced at the gym. <clears throat> and um, that was kind of glorious. Um, it was it was so much fun. I only did the show for three months. Who ended up winning the Tony that they stole from you? Jason Alexander. Oh no, classmate. Yeah. But unfortunately, I only did the show for. Th we shared a dressing room too. So the interesting thing about sharing a dressing room with Jason is that I also slept with Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> he wished. You heard it here he first. Wished. Really? Oh no, I'm just kidding. He I was married. Married with two shows. children. So I come in one day and there's a script on the on the table. And I said, oh, what are you doing? I got to go to L.A. To, to audition for this TV pilot. Yeah. And I looked at it. Can I read it? Yeah, sure. So I read it and I went, oh, this is crap. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I said, don't even bother. This is horrible. He said, I know. It's horrible, right? So, you know. But Amazing. apparently the pilot was completely horrible. And then, but they were still like, so I just push it through. And they were like, it's actually funny. Oh, yeah. It's actually, <laughs> you know what? I think it's going to work out. The other decision that I made in, in the... At Ballet Theater, um, Lynn Taylor Corbett had just done a ballet for Susan Jaffe and I called Great Galloping God's Talk. And she and uh, Herbert Ross was doing foot, uh, was it Footloose? Yeah, Footloose. Mm -hmm. And she was choreographing it. And they wanted me to, they gave me the script to read for it. So I was sort of in the running. But what happened... Wait, Footloose. I know. Footloose. Right? They, wanted to, they wanted to try it with somebody who could... The musical. No, the, the movie. movie. The movie. Oh, movie. I was really like, Kevin Bacon. Something the movie is with Kevin, happening. With Kevin Bacon. I got it, I got it, I got yeah. it. And you were like, no. I care about these people in a small town dancing. I'm <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I looked at it and went, this is, this makes no sense. This is ridiculous. What town would not allow dancing? Put, you know, said, I don't. And I was doing Giselle for the first time that year. So oh, I was so like, were you smoking at this point? Yeah, I was smoking. Oh, honey, I love that We story. all smoked. We smoked in the studio. Well, I just saw this photo of um, Liza and uh, I can't remember what they're rehearsing for. It was Liza and someone, and they're in the studio on a break smoking, mm -hmm. like getting ready, you know, working out. Anyhow. Yeah, so I was telling my students the other day, you know, our cross, you know, all this cross training is fabulous. They're so healthy, these kids. They do all sorts of right. weightlifting. And I'm like, our cross training was like Studio 54, you know, right. Friday and Saturday. And then we went you know, out, we yeah. smoked, cross we drank, we did some drugs, we shut up, and we danced from 10 <laughs> to midnight. Right, right. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the yeah. music was fabulous. Yeah. No, I mean, I was just thinking, you guys are so healthy, but we, and we were nuts. We were nuts. But anyway, well, I don't know. I mean, it is like remarkable that the lifestyle was so sort of wild in that moment, uh -huh. but the dancing was so unbelievable mm. on stage oh. when you look at all the footage. Well, and this thing that, and there's this thing around freedom and experimentation, and that your makers, the people who are making it, are actually there. And are sometimes. We I mean, were still in the phase of um, 
you know, ballet was new in the 30s and 40s, brand new. No one, like, it was just being brought. So we were still, in the late 70s, it was still, it was only 40, 30, 40 years of make, you know, defining what American choreography is. If you I mean, think that's about kind of ballet, right? Well, if right. You, the whole spectrum right. of what right. was happening. Right. There was in, in invention all over right. the place. So it was right. a, a time where, uh, you know, to, extraordinary and we were you know um completely like you said free there was no rules we had we didn't have therapist right we didn't have um physical therapy marika just started like in the 70s and developed this whole thing of like how to be healthy we were like so what would happen when you were like oh my foot hurts (laughs) well i mean what would happen you know just the normal you know but rapid we would wear plastic pants with mentholated you know stuff ointment underneath and that would be our warm-up sometimes it was like we were crazy right you know wow and um yeah very unhealthy but but you know uh i don't know buddy davis lived a long time yeah and there were some great teachers at the time i mean stanley was sort of came and took you know a lot of people sort of and then it was maggie black and was david there were these big ballet gurus in a way and everyone had their camp and it was also at a time where city ballet and ballet theater kind of were the sharks and the jets a little bit like <laughs> you, know, you do your thing we do our thing oh that's so you know were we, people mad at you when you walked across the plaza <laughs> no galaxy was like i did it i get it yeah she's yeah. like yeah galaxy did it the other yeah. the other way well yeah. the the way you did it is very unusual like you and barishnikov sort of did that Going from ABT to New York City Ballet. Well, That's he rare. wanted to work with Balanchine. Right, right. Yeah, and I wanted to work with Robin. So, but I actually sort of quit ballet in a way. I was like, the I the plan was to do Broadway. And and you're like, I'm going to New York City Ballet to yeah. do jazz. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so you're doing Broadway. You're turning down Footloose. <laughs> I know, and, right? And then I, I actually I don't even know if I think I read the script. Yeah, I did read the script, but I never auditioned for it. Right. But anyway, but funny enough. There's two two parts of interest. When I first got into ballet theater, the first thing I ever danced was the filming of the Nutcracker. So they right. flew off to to Montreal, uh, Toronto, and we filmed. I was the, my first performance was filmed, right. and then Push Comes to Shove, which always also filmed. I had never done it on the stage. I had I was understudying Clark, and Clark decided not to do it. So I had, it was another role that was filmed when I, it was just, there was some crazy stuff. The universe wanted you to be seen. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it was an exciting time. I mean, seeing, um, seeing all of Gelsey's, you know, genius and, and, and Cynthia Gregory, you know, balance. Are you still friends with Gelsey? I, if I see her, yeah, of course. Yeah. Was, but I think her school is, I just heard her school is. Really? Gonna stop. Oh, yeah. No. They're selling all the prop, the scenery and stuff. Wow. So. No. I, I don't know what she's doing that. now. Okay. Was Gelsey um, cooperative during the filming of The Nutcracker? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. would go over to her makeup table all the time. In that way. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and was she kind of, for you, the first example of someone getting sober as well? I don't know if she got sober. I mean, I don't and, know that about her. I don't know. I mean, that's what we read in the book. Oh, she did? Like, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, she, you know, cleans up the, that. That I don't know about. Yeah. I mean, she got lucky. And... Patrick Bissell, on the other hand, went to rehab. Right. 
was clean for a while and then he relapsed and died. Well, and so, Clark talks about this in his oral history. Just, he talks about actually the difficulty in feeling any sort of support of being able to get sober. Right. So the thing, the thing about the thing about, but again, uh, as you're saying, it's a different time. There isn't therapy at this point. Yeah. People are like, you're doing what? Yeah. Oh, honey, have a bump and let's go. Well, and pa- Patrick and Gelsey were so in demand right. that they should have been fired for their behavior. Right. You know, we won't let you work unless you go fix right. yourself. That wasn't in, in place at that right. time. Right. Because they didn't have the, you know, um, uh, structure. Natural resources. What is it called? Human, Human resources. resources. resources yeah. you know. Anyone being like, I wonder if they're okay. They're like, <laughs> who cares? Get out there. They're like, yeah, look how good at dance they are. Right. They're like, put some, you know, put some Vicks on your legs and plastic pants and go. Amazing. I think they finally did it with Patrick because he did go off to rehab and right. it was... It was so sad, you know, I mean, uh, but for me, uh, what happened to me was really the, 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 when I, when I stopped dancing, I, I had a void, right? right. It was, and why did you stop dancing? The body gives out. Darling. I mean, you right. did it, you <laughs> really did it for a long time. You went into the 2000s before you retired from City Yeah, Valley. exactly. Like, so for, right. you know, and I was... I had not, I, I was lost. So, you know, that's where I started doing a, a few too many uh, substances. And, uh, you know, that lasted for like three or four years until it was really disastrous, you know. And I made this, you know, completely crazy ballet, uh, which I kind of liked. But um, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. it's called Land of Nod. It was about a oh, little girl's dream. We need to see just drug ballet. It was, yeah. it was strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was definitely not in my right mind. But, they were really good. The company was really good. Um, they um, and then I, you know, I found I found sobriety, which is kind of the best thing that's ever happened because you know I had nothing to replace that. The fix you got from performance. Yes. Yeah. I still really don't, but you know. I mean, but the kind of performing that you did, I cannot imagine the kind of adrenaline that comes from like doing. Giselle or Romeo and Juliet with Alessandra Ferry and like that's so crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who does that? Robbie. 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 Well, as well as like doing Broadway and 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 and, and choreographing. I yeah. think that's the thing is that there's this real thing of the um the uh, a kind of broader appeal, commercial success of Broadway. But at this point, also you're you're going around with Misha, so there is this broader commercial uh-huh. success thing happening there. I've got my eye on the clock. We'll get you out of here to class. That's all right. And then. I can and, make it there in 15 minutes okay, on my great. bike. So oh, fine. great. And then you're dancing with the, you know, you're a star with these stars, and then you're making. So there's really this, these three, these three yeah, yeah. huge things going on in your career. So, of yeah. course, the kind of thing, I mean, I knew about why you read and like what that was for the body but it's like in terms of like how that happens for one and that decision I don't know that that's ever a plan yeah you know it's this thing of like oh it's just I mean also you're positive at this point right and dealing with being like and yet I'm still alive (laughs) yeah exactly I mean had you even been had you ever there could did you ever think well maybe I'll just like die and you know in the midst (laughs) in the midst of my fame I don't have my I don't have you know I don't have that any of that idea that you know that um, I want to live definitely, but it's. I think when you get used to that spiritual place that dancing and being in the studio and creating gives you, and that gets taken away from you, 
it's it's a void. Do you it's mind if sad. I bring up something that, and we can cut this if you don't, if sure. you don't want to hear it. Do you mind talking a little bit about TM? Oh, no. I don't okay, mind great. At all. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, interestingly enough, during this period of being lost, one of the things I did do was like, I went out to Tennessee with the Radical Fairies. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy, um, Chauncey, which is fairy name. My fairy name is Skipperling because I taught skipping to the fairies. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Wait, do, but while you're talking about the skipping, well, you just mentioned a little bit about your Isadora Duncan dances. Oh, wow. Oh, work. That was, that was, um, Jackie 60. That's important. Yeah. That was, um, Richard Move. Yeah. Asked me to do that. I was here during that. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I studied. I really studied. I got all those people that teach me the, the technique and all of that. So yeah, th- there was that, and then so I mean, I've seen you. I meet Chauncey. I said, "What do you do?" He was meditating, so I and I do TM. And I said, "You have to go to a proper place." So I went and learned TM. But TM was, you know, it really did help. Ladies and gentlemen, other TM is transcendental meditation. It didn't get me sober. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, but <clears throat> but it was a big part of your life. I feel like, or at least for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it brought me. It, it helped me to to go inside. Yeah, you know, mm. and I and I and there's something still in terms of I mean, can you speak some to uh, the, like the spiritual that you felt inside of doing this work, the the thing of then uh, of recovery or sobriety right, of, right. of having this thing, and then also sort of where and what's that been like then for you in terms of now and your making process and in your art pro- process, which. Well, you has know, remained active as a teacher and a maker. Well, the very interesting thing about this period of, of sobriety really is for me, I, uh, I started focusing on teaching and giving yeah. back. What happened, though, is that, you know, Jerry died, all the greats died, and there was this new generation coming on. And it felt like I was being left behind a little bit. Um, and uh, because I think the dance world is obsessed with, you know, stuff. youth. And if it you is. really look at who's presenting right now, um, there's very few 60 and over choreographers in the ballet world. Um, I mean, I can't think of one. Yeah. Right. So it's, right. A, it's an interesting, and it's partially has to do with the way it, it evolved. But so I felt that. I also, so, I mean, I brought this up in the present in like in the AIDS oral history presentation of the library. It's also what that did in terms of a chasm mm-hmm. and in terms of a break in mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. is really real. Right. So while these people who were the, the people who were in the positions of power continue to make and all of that are making their work, there's a whole swath of people who would be your peers and who mm-hmm. would be presenting right. you that are gone. Right. And in terms of even writing about it right. or I mean, all of that, gone so well, there was this period when peter started t- took over right until he found the wildens and that that period there was a long right. period of really interesting choreography that period is gone right so and i'm part of that like <laughs> i was i was the the it kid for you know 10 years mm-hmm. but it's true almost but the, and i fear that that could happen again like you know we we use them up for 10 years and right. then we move on to to the next, which is mm. dangerous, you know. Well, it's funny, all of that material from like the Diamond Project, 90s, etc., it's like we don't see any of it no. anymore. No. It doesn't no. return. No. Strange. It's, and some of it was good, some of it was interesting. Um, but I don't think 
this new, new generation even knows about it. They weren't, right. they weren't around, so they, how right. could they? They'd have to right. go and look at all the tapes. And right, stuff. and also people to, who would need to inform them about it would need to have an interest in informing right. them about it and to have survived and to be there. Wendy was a witness to a right. lot of it. Right. Wendy's old enough to have witnessed it. So that's, that's good. Um, but I'm not saying that, you know, um, it's just an interesting observation about how uh, it evolves and also who gets the stage time. Because, you know, what I'm learning is that I was spoiled, you know. Mm. I was given the stage, the money, the costume, da 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 And now that I'm doing more sort of freelance choreography, you know, there's no budget and, you know, I'm having to, I just raised some money for the company and, you know, it, it's a different world out there. So I'm, I'm being forced to learn some, a whole new right. set You're of buying skills. golden chalices on amazon.com. For $35. Those, for those $35. They're for my new production. Those are her awards. <laughs> and tell us about your new production, which is happening on Valentine's Day. It's um, a ballet, the music of, of the soldier's tale. It's the, the complete production with, the Ramos um, libretto, but we've edited it down. It's a piece I've been wanting to do ever since I saw Elliot Feld's ballet to it. Um, many people do it. The music's fabulous. I've, I've been seen thinking, Lars, I've been and thinking, I did I one know. as well years ago. I was I in know. A Soldier's Tale years ago. I think Eddie Vallella did one. I mean, it's many people. Yeah. And anyway, so I, I've got the dream cast. I have um, John Kelly as the devil, um, Stephen Hanna as the soldier, and then... The New York Theater Ballet is the sort of core and then the princess. Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful. Um, and I'm really loving what I've done so far. It's a kind of piece. Sometimes pieces just pour out of you. This is right. one of those pieces. Right. You know, sometimes I, I barely struggled. Well, it also struggled one day. History I think. with it. Yeah. And I know the music inside out. Yeah. And I, and Anne Gordon is helping me edit and dramaturge the piece. Right. Amazing. So it, and I wanted to make it under 40 minutes mm -hmm. um, because it's usually an hour and 10 minutes. So. I'm really, I'm well, really pleased. this is a with other people as well. Yeah. So yeah. there's a Pam Tanowitz, Antonio Franceschi, who's, I danced with. And Richard Alston, who actually Richard. is a working above 60 choreographer. That's right. right. Yeah. In, yeah, here in New York. And that's what one of Donna's. And so am I. So we got 60, above 60, Antonio. I don't think Antonio's. We don't get to see a lot of Richard Alston here. No. Across the pond, but I'm excited. So, and, and Pam is not young. I mean, she's not she's a baby. She's yeah, so yeah. this is, she just, she just so I, it. you know, that's, <clears throat> I, uh. What a great thing. New York Theater Ballet is um, an important resource in New York for doing kind of more esoteric choreography and also bringing back important old choreography that uh -huh. deserves to be looked at that we don't get to see very much. Right. Shooter, DeMille, mm -hmm. and right. she, she gave Pam one of her first yeah. chances to go on. So play. everybody go go support New York yeah. Theater Ballet yeah. February 13 to 15. Right. At Dance Space Project. And, and you can find all the information both through New York Theater Ballet and I'd assume also on Dance Space Project's website. Get your tickets. I think the first, well, no, I think. The, and then, Robbie, what if people want to take class with you? What's your I don't teach right open now? classes, but I teach master classes. Okay. I'm supposed to have another Jerome Robbins master class at Steps. I did, okay. I did uh, West Side, On the Town, and Fiddler. God, but you did teach open class for a moment at Abrams. Yes. Remember that? That was fun. It was oh, Justin Vivian Robbie's Bond. The that's, well, that's what I was about to say was I remember like being at the bar with Justin Bond. Right. Like get oh, into incredible. that. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, Robbie's the reason that. I have my studio and, at Abrams. And, yes, wow. exactly. Yeah. 
Because one day Robbie was like, do you want to make leotards for the kids in the school? Because he's like, I want the kids' classes to look more, you know, uh-huh. uniform. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to do that, but uh-huh. can I have that room? And then- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it all worked out. I remember And then it happened like Jay said yes. So. I was just thinking about when you came to watch a, a run of, of, of Nightlight Bright Light that Reed and I did. And you were like, um, you have to pull your leotard up your butt, honey, because you just... We don't want to see the Leo below your butt. Pull it up in there. And I was like, okay. It was really... Did I really? Honey, yes. Queen, I love you so much. Thank you so much for talking with us. Robbie, we'll have I love you guys. I I did it. I know. No, no. We're going to have you on probably for part two at some point. Because there's like... There's too important. There's a lot. We want to hear so much gossip. I do. I do. Yeah. Can we have a part two where we yeah. really do a stepping yeah. on what was stepping it? on what toes? Stepping on toes. Stepping on oh toes. Which I also want to say in parentheses is also legs up. Okay. <laughs> oh my no, God. Well, the, the next book, uh, this is nothing to hide. And then the next book is nothing to wear. <laughs> yes, Queen. Yeah. All right. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. Mwah.